This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Welcome, everyone, to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. This is our second show. Second show. And the first one was absolutely amazing. Amazing. You know, I, I think that from the responses, I think people were, mainly a lot of people were saying we're really appreciative for the honesty whether they agreed or disagreed, whether they, they could appreciate the honesty. And I think that's one of the things with a whole number of other things that excites me about this show because it is full of nothing but honesty. Mm-hmm. And it's opening us up to consider or think about things in a different way. In a different way. In a different way. So today's topic is, is it okay to be gay? Is it? And... So when okay, so when we put that out there for the topic, we got a lot of the um, religious, religious uh, folks, a lot of the Christians saying that when you ask, is it okay to be gay? No, it's against God. No, it's it's not right. No, it's a sin. And we've heard that so much that if it is against God, why you got to take it on to be against the person? Let the person and God deal with that. I heard that. Okay, did I say it, though? You said it. But because I've seen it up close and firsthand where religion really affected a relationship. Well, I've seen it quite a few times. But one of the ones that really stick out is my grandmother and my Uncle Tina. Uncle Tina. Now, when I say (laughs) Uncle Tina, because if you were to see Uncle Tina, you would think you were looking directly at a man. Yes. You would not know you were looking at a woman because Uncle Tina had a full mustache, beard, and used to wear this um, almost like a, I, I don't know what you call it, but it pushed her breasts in. Well, and when she got older, she didn't care too much about that, and her breasts hung out. Okay, they did, but okay. as a little girl, this is what I saw, That's right? okay. And it could be confusing as a kid because this is Uncle Tina, but sometimes she sound like a woman. But she looked like a man. Mm. So it would be a little confusing as a kid, but I watched. <laughs> Why you got that smile on your face like well, that? Well, you're smiling, <laughs> so I'm smiling right back at you. I would watch the dynamic between my grandmother Mimi, my Uncle Tina, and my grandmother's husband. We called him Big Daddy. Now, Big Daddy was a deacon in the church, Enon Baptist Church. Yes, it was Eden Eden Baptist Church. He was the deacon in the church. And they were so against homosexuality, the family that he comes from. And his his mother, who now has, you know, gone on to her next journey, and so is Big Daddy, and so is Mimi, they've all gone on. But his mother was so against homosexuality and thought it was the biggest sin ever. 
And because my grandmother was married to this man, she accepted the fact that her daughter couldn't come around Mm -hmm. because her husband didn't accept homosexuality. But what I watched my grandmother do is love my aunt through guilt. And she paid my aunt's mortgage. She paid her car notes. She did all of my aunt's shopping because she knew that my aunt could not come around. So I watched this dynamic, and as I got older, you're still watching this. And now, I'm going to say maybe a few years ago, come to find out before Mimi died, and when she was staying with us, we had a conversation, come to find out Big Daddy's sister was gay. Boom. Okay. Okay. Now, all this time, my grandmother sacrificed her relationship with her daughter because she felt like my daughter's gay and she can't come around because my husband and his family won't accept it. Now, my grandmother named her Willie. Willie what? Willie May. Willie May. Okay. So not only was Willie May supposed to be a fella, but she was supposed to be a top-notch baseball player as well. Well, Listen, now, Willie May is my aunt's real name, right? I don't know where to... I think Tina came from when people started questioning my grandmother. <laughs> Why would she name that baby Willie May? She knew. And she knew. So then she gave her the name Tina. But the relationship really took a beating, all because my grandmother was closed off to say, this is my daughter and I'm going to fight for it and love her through it. Now tell them the irony about the relationship between Big Daddy and his sister. Well, they were, from what I understood, pretty close. From what I understood it to be. So I don't know how you could be that close with your sister and not know that your sister is a gay woman. Now, I've never known Patsy to be with nobody. She's gone on to the glory, too. I've never known her to be with no one. But I think that was because the shame she carried with it. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't be honest and upfront with her family. So when we have this topic, is it okay to be gay, we're saying, please be free. Be yourself. But we have a, and I don't want to say a problem because that's not the right word. We want to have open conversation for the ones that fight so hard against it. And if it is against God, why do you then take the stick and to act like, well, I got to be against that person too? But not only that, when you look at the dynamics, people don't have a problem with their child. Like, your grandmother didn't love Tina any less. Your grandmother removed Tina from the environment, if you will, to please her husband. Mm -hmm. Just like there are many individuals out there who really don't have a problem with their loved one who happens to be gay. They're worried about the stigma that is associated for loving someone through being a homosexual. So they're afraid of being embarrassed and being a part of that. So as opposed to being strong enough to say, listen, if you have a problem with it, because, see, when you use the judgment jury for Jesus, the the group. Did you call them the three J's? The the three J's. The judgment Judgment jury for for Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. When when, when you utilize their (laughs) words and you say, well, God knew you before you knew yourself. Come on. God knows you better than you know yourself. Mm. Well, that would almost imply that God knew the spirit that you would have before you had it, and what type of entity would give you a spirit and then ridicule you for it? 
That's all I'm saying. So much like if we were to look at the business model that the gods, whatever you believe in, have given us, and we say we as parents know what it is somewhat to be creators, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to have your children say, Mama, David did this. Michael did this. Jonathan did this. How many times have we said, listen, worry about yourself. Stop telling on your brother. So now we got the tattletalers for Jesus because Jesus can't be here to tell them themselves. And at the end of the day, since everyone has their own personal relationship with whoever it is that they, they serve, whether it is someone who says, I'm an atheist, whether someone says, I serve Allah, whether someone says, I serve the Messiah, the universe, Jesus, whatever it is, let them have their personal relationship and you do you because it is far easier to judge others than it is to be judged. And see, with Uncle Tina. Tell it. Right? And sometimes we try to figure out what somebody's backstory because my aunt baby can throw back that dog liquor. Y'all hear me? Throw it back. Throw it back to another neck. Okay? That. Because hers might be burnt. She throws them. <laughs> she throw them back to another neck. Okay? And you have to ask yourself, did she become that type of alcoholic? What kind was she? Because huh? you, you said it like Eddie Kane. That type of alcoholic. alcoholic. Baby, okay. But did she become that type of alcoholic because she couldn't get the acceptance and that kind of love that she so desperately needed from her mother? Potentially, but also think about this. You know Tina. Yes. You know how she rolled. Yes. And due to the lack of interaction with her mother, but... Grandma Mimi always wanted to take care of her financially. She also enabled her to be un- to be able to take care of herself. Yes, so she did. where she wanted to take care of in one vein, she never learned how to take care of herself. All because of not taking advantage of the relationship that they had. Daddy, we got a few comments here. Oh, but let's uh, listen. Let's 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 read the comments. Okay, one of the comments is it's not okay, according to Jesus. <laughs> and I felt like I heard the heavens say, oh, it's not okay according to Jesus. Well, here's what I would say. For that individual, if it's not okay for you, then we know that you're a heterosexual. However, based upon the other individual spirits, we say let them be themselves. Because I asked my mother, who's a, 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 a very much into the Bible, who's a, a reader of it. Y'all, she is. She's a reader of it. And if you go to my beautiful mama's house, she has little Bible quotes. You know, look on your little yellow sticky things. Divine order. Yes. All that. Baby, it's beautiful. And and I asked her, because I wasn't sure, what was it that it seemed that when Jesus was alive that he got most angry about? And she said it was about when individuals were cheating at the, the uh, I was going to say mosque, but not mosque, but at the temple, mm-hmm. they were cheating other individuals through business, commerce, and, and taking advantage of one another. And I said, that's the angriest? She's like, based upon what I've read, that's the angriest 
that Jesus allegedly got. Now, when you look at what Jesus is known for and why you hear people saying they love Jesus so much, it was because he healed the sick, Come on. the lepers, the people who were socially unaccepted at that time. So when we look at where we are today and homosexuality is considered socially unacceptable at this time, it would seem almost like that Jesus would have fell in line with the people that were socially unaccepted because they weren't out cheating anyone. They weren't out taking advantage of anyone. And the most beautiful thing is they are telling the truth about who they are. So you have to ask yourself, what is better to tell the truth about who you are and be ridiculed by others or to tell a lie about who you are just for acceptance? Well, I know quite a few people, Daddy, that tell a lie just for acceptance. Mm-hmm. I know quite a few people that got to show up at events with their lover and the other. And the other is it might be a girl that they got to bring because they don't want nobody to know that this is truly the person, the love of their life who happens to be another man with another man. I've seen it happen so many times. And you say to yourself, well, no, I got to say what you said to me one time before. And you said, Mama, don't you let nobody embarrass you out of this life. Don't do it. Once you said that to me, I'm going to wear that two-piece. Okay, because I feel good about it. You feel good about it. I'm going to do it. You feel good. Yes, baby. (laughs) But so many times people get embarrassed out of life and they want to fall back on the ride of Jesus and the ride of God. And I'm trying to be as tactful as I possibly can when we have this conversation because oftentimes I hear the people with their Bibles up in the air and they're screaming the loudest, but I can't say all the time because that's unfair. Oftentimes, they're the most miserable. There have been people that have marched in the middle of the street against homosexuality. Only to later on have a picture of themselves in a tight shirt. Pastor now. Come on. Tight shirt. Come on. Kango turned back. That's what he did. self Pickies, what you call them? <laughs> Selfies. <laughs> That's how technologically My not daddy said, said a self picky. Okay? okay, y'all know what he meant. That's right selfies, Mm -hmm. and you're sending it to young gentlemen friends. Come on. But you were marching against homosexuality. Now, if we were allowed to be who we are, maybe you could still be the pastor of the church, be a homosexual, and be loved by all as opposed to trying to explain yourself and they didn't know that your biceps was that big with your little tight shirt on, talking to gentlemen friends, but you said that's not what you did. Right. Now, do y'all see what happens? When you want to pray the gay away. When you want to, listen, now that shit, okay? Now, Daddy, see, I was I was going to try to get through a show without cussing. Maybe that I wouldn't be like you. It. it would not. How do you pray the goddamn gay away? That's just like if we went to another place in time and they said, okay, now to be a heterosexual is wrong. Do you pray that shit away? Like, how ridiculous is that when I hear people say, I prayed the gay away. So are you saying the gift that you were given as in your spirit and life, that wasn't good enough? So you you now have to pray it away? Like, that that's the part of it that I think is damaging and confusing. And I think that's the part that 
where you have so many babies that say, I got to take me away from here because they, they prayed to get away. That's what they said. But I st- I'm still attracted to this man or I'm still attracted mm-hmm. to this woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the trickery that we do, even in reference to control. Right. If I can control how you think, if I can control how you pray, if I can control how you speak, I have you and I can make you do whatever it is I want you to do. So that whole praying the gay away mm-hmm. shit, it's like, y'all, listen. If you're going to pray about something going away, it should be your unacceptance mm-hmm. of someone being who they are. So don't pray for the gay to go away. Pray for the judgment to go away about individuals being gay because everyone that exists in some form or fashion knows what it is to be on the outside looking in. They know what it is to be discriminated against. And when we get to talking about the Bible and what it says, the Bible at one time obviously read wrong because (laughs) they changed it it and made a new Testament. Ain't that some shit? Now, and, and, now wait, it took 50 years after Jesus. And you know we can't get shit right five minutes after we tell a story. And then 250 years is completed, but then we're going to come up with what? The new. The new testament. The new. That's going to give you grace. Come on. So if it's going to give you grace, let's be graceful mm. and say, you know what? Be who you are and see what kind of world this becomes. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know, y'all, and and see, these stories are personal to me because I've watched some people go through a miserable journey until they left this life. I had an Uncle Donald, which was Aunt Donald, but Uncle Donald. Okay. And my Uncle Donald was extremely dark. Okay, and he comes from a family of what was it? Was nine of them? Seven of seven. Seven, seven of them. But my grandmother used to take people in, so we really didn't know who was and who wasn't. But the 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 immediate it was seven of them. It was um I'm trying to think Billy Donald and Robin. When we Kevin. called to you, you the engineer and statistician. You supposed to know right that. now. Shit, I need to stat. It was Billy <laughs> Donald, Kenny, Alice, and Bessie. It was another one. Francis, right, Francis, okay, Francis. A lot of them. It was a lot of them, right? So my Uncle Donald was extremely dark. Now, these are stories that came from my mother to me. And she said, you know what, Monique? Donald really had a hard way to go because he was the darkest one of us. And because he was so dark, Mama wouldn't breastfeed him because she couldn't imagine having this dark child nursing from a breast. And these are stories that my mother told me I was not there. Mm -hmm. Now, when they got older... And, and because he was so dark, she said that whatever, whatever chores they didn't want to do, Donald was made to do it because mm-hmm. he was the dark one. Mm-hmm. Now Donald is gay. So now you're growing up in a family. I got a strike against me just because I'm dark. Shit, everybody in here black, but mm-hmm. I'm dark. Mm-hmm. So I got a strike against me. Now I'm gay. Now I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So my uncle had all of these things going against him from... From day one. It's mm-hmm. almost like he didn't have a fair chance from day one. But do you know when he got the good back? Do you know when he was able to laugh at the treatment that they gave my uncle? Da- well, Tell him. That was two times. One time I got to laugh, okay? And some people right now might not find this funny, but God damn it, that night it tickled the shit out of me. <laughs> so I come from a family of card players, right? 
And these cats play cards from Friday to Monday morning, baby, till it's time to go back to work. That's how they get down. Mm-hmm. Pity, pass, spades, bikina, they play it. <laughs> so my Uncle Donald would come back round from the liquor store. It'd be about 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, he's pissy drunk. I'm talking about he is, you can smell the dark liquor from the time he come in the door to the time he get to no the doubt. kitchen. He going to go to the kitchen and fix himself a hot dog. He would take a hot dog, right, and he wouldn't put it in the pot. He would put it over the flame like he was camping he was out, camping right? Out. So right. I'm like, I dig this shit. I'm, I'm watching this shit, right? <laughs> right, right? I'm sitting on the side watching them. I'm watching this card game going. I'm watching my Uncle Donald, and it's beautiful to me because they're cussing around the card game. Mm-hmm. Fuck this and this shit. I'm enjoying this. Now, Donald's in the kitchen. They didn't beat him up around the bar earlier, no doubt. right? They beat him up every Friday, and they take some of his money, right? Same kids. So he was in the kitchen, right? He ain't talking to nobody. But he said, yeah, my uncle Whip going to go around, my brother Whip going to go around there and kick their asses. He going to fuck all of them up. All they right. don't mess with the Wu. See, before it was Wu-Tang Clan, my uncle Donald was the Wu, baby. The Wu. They called him Donald Wu. He said, they don't mess with the Wu. I'm kicking everybody's ass. So my grandmother says, say that to me again, and I'm going to come in there and slap the shit out of you. Now, Donald was talking to no one but himself. So he continued to talk like, shit, shit, they don't know me, baby. I'm going to go around there. I'm going to kick all the asses. I'm going to do, I'm, <laughs> my grandmother said, open your mouth again. I'm going to come in there with my cane, and I'm going to hit you with this damn cane and put you out of here. Wow. Now, all the children are sitting around the dining room table, mm. okay? My Uncle Donald sobered up long enough to come in that dining room, and he stood over my grandmother. And he said, Mama, you can kiss my dick. Now, okay. Kiss it. I I know that y'all listening are saying, oh, my God. But, baby, at that moment, I laughed so hard. It was uncontrollable. (laughs) Because as a kid, I'm saying that's what your ass get. You've messed with him for no reason. He's not talking to you. Now, my mother trying to play bougie and be prim and proper. Oh, that's enough. I've got to go. Only to go home and hear my father say some crazy shit. shit right? So, you know, I watched. But now you just gave people a little insight as to how you received the ingredients to be a comedian. <laughs> because of the campsite stories that you watched growing up. It was so enjoyable, as I'm an adult now, Mm -hmm. to watch the richness of what was happening around me because I was learning lessons, even through what some people would say dysfunctional, what some people would say is, oh, my God, I can't believe she heard those kind of conversations. What it did teach me was how to deal with my family Mm -hmm. and how to treat my children and how I can't imagine any of our sons coming and saying, I cannot imagine any of our sons <laughs> coming to say that without the other boys saying, wait a minute, what's going on? What's right. wrong? But they, they kind of knew she deserved it. But yes. w- what you also got a chance and a privilege to watch was what we call conditioning. Mm. Because folks were conditioned to think that because you were dark-skinned that something was wrong because when you turned on the television, you saw if you were of African-American descent, Typically, lighter African-Americans who were playing a different role. And if you were darker, you played a different role. But all the way back to slavery, you saw individuals, if they were lighter, they were in the house. If they were darker, they were looked at and looked down upon as the field workers. So that discriminatory view is a form of conditioning. So when you listen to 
the viewpoints of homosexuality, these are not even sometimes the viewpoints of the individual themselves as opposed to what they've been taught. And they are spewing information and rhetoric that was shared with them more so than is that how you personally feel? And then you talk to them like, I personally don't care about none of that. They can be whoever they want. But the Bible says, well, okay, if you don't have a problem with it, then don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And as we were conditioned to feeling a certain way, we can recondition ourselves. We can do things that are counterintuitive to who we are and what we've learned to make the world that we live in a, a bit better of a place, especially when, you know, again, are you a Democrat because your parents were a Democrat or are you a Democrat because you really thought about what it meant to be a Democrat? So our views oftentimes are something that we inherited as opposed to something that we've truly considered for ourselves. So when we start truly considering the discrimination that we may have received in some form or fashion as a child to being an adult, it's that much more of a reason why we don't turn that judgmental uh, viewpoint on others for just being who they are because you would think that people were homosexuals just to piss certain people off. Right. And it's like, why do you think you're that special? That they just want to make you mad. Just want to make you mad. And not be able to walk in who they are. Like, imagine that for the ones that's listening right now. Imagine that. Imagine if you woke up tomorrow morning and someone said, naturally what you feel, we got to take it away. To naturally for what you feel, we're going to now take it away. Can you imagine that happening to you? Like, I couldn't imagine someone saying to me, come tomorrow morning, listen, we're taking all the men off the earth. No, God. No. That's when I say, join hands. <laughs> join hands, everybody, and let's try to make it work. Mm -hmm. Because I just couldn't imagine that, mm -hmm. you know. But I don't even think we consider that. What else we got over there, Robin? Well, you know, if, if it is, well, here's the thing. As we said, if it is wrong in the eyes of God, do you have God's eyes? Let God deal with that. Let God deal with it. Like no one said to you, could you please put on a cheerleading outfit for Jesus? Because if we came to your home and we went behind your closed doors, would there be shit in your home that we could say this is not godly or that's not godly? Like we get too concerned on trying to be the speakers of Jesus. Well, and when you think about it in the most simplistic, simplistic terms, doesn't it say thou shall not what? Judge, Daddy. Judge. That's what they say. So if you're really about Jesus, don't pick and choose what you are, are going to uplift and what you're going to downgrade. So if thou shall not judge, why do you think that's being told? Perhaps it's because Jesus might be saying or God may be saying, I got this covered. You go ahead and you do you. Mm. Let me handle this. Okay. Because, again, when we hear about the folks going to hell, again, just from the small-minded individuals that we are as human beings, what would your children or what could your children do to make you not love them? Could being gay or would being gay be one of those things? So if we as small-minded human beings ask ourselves truly, well, I wouldn't stop loving my child for being gay. 
I can't think of what it would be that I would stop loving my child for. Well, if we're all allegedly God's children, then what is it that we would do to make God not love us? Because not only would this God be a supreme being, but it would appear that that higher being would be a supreme being of understanding. For if he created us all, he knows how we operate. You know, Daddy, one day. Or she knows how we operate. Or they know. Or they know. Or it knows. Whatever it is. Because the picture that, that episode of Good Times with Florida, (laughs) when Michael drew that black Jesus. Michael didn't draw it. JJ, JJ okay. drew it, but Michael, Michael, Michael had something to do with it. But he spoke about. Okay, he spoke. He thought on it looked it. like Ned Dewano, I believe. Well, Lona <laughs> thought it looked like Ned Dewano. Michael thought it was good luck. Okay, so Florida, in her mind, could not accept that there was any such thing as a black Jesus. The only thing she could accept is what she had been taught. That Jesus was a white man with blonde hair and blue eyes, and there was no questioning that, and that's what it is. So that's confusing all in itself as well. That you walk into a black home, an Asian home, an Italian home, whatever it is, and this is the picture that says, this is what you must believe in. Especially when, from my understanding, if you read the Bible, it stated that Jesus' skin was of burnt brass Mm. and hair was of wool. Now, if you take a look at what burnt brass looks like, Mm -hmm. it does not look white. It looked like my Uncle Donald. Uncle Donald or <laughs> Ned DeWino. Come on now. Okay, and head of wool. So the question that I would pose is, is this the information that we know about Christianity? Again, we're talking about conditioning. Did we know about Christianity before we knew about slavery? Hmm. The culture that we came from in Africa speak about sky gods coming down and bestowing information on us. Now, where did God come from? The heavens. So it potentially is a story that has truth, but mankind has put their spin on it. And people oftentimes get upset because they think you're speaking ill about their God when the truth of the matter is, is we don't know enough to speak intelligently about it. That's why we use the terminologies faith, because there's not the definitive there. It's the faith. But the real faith has to come in the belief of what man has written down and then revised. Now, you've taken Aramaic, and now you've put it into English, Dutch, and all these different languages, and there are certain words that don't exist, but this is the interpretation of man So my thing is, let's, as opposed to looking outward, let's look inward Mm -hmm. and say, what's in your spirit and how do you feel about it? Because if you believe that there is a judgment day, don't worry about someone else's. Mm. Worry about yours. Come on now. Worry about yours. And you know what was so sweet? So a couple weeks ago, um, me and the boys were out in the pool. Jonathan says, you know, Mommy. Why do we have to have labels at all? Mm-hmm. Why does mm-hmm. it have to be a gay man and a straight woman and this and that? He said, why can't we just be people? Mm-hmm. Well, that was so beautiful coming from a 10-year-old child 
that is watching sometimes the news or watching TV shows and see the destruction of just people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to put this one down. I'm going to slam this one. I'm going to slam that one. And why can't we just be people? Mm-hmm. So whoever you are attracted to, that's your universal right. Mm-hmm. May it be you attracted to a man and a woman. May it be you just want a man, whatever it is, that's your universal right. And why do we feel like we have to take on the weight of I got to be the protector of earth. And that's the reason why we have these conversations, because as I had shared with Jonathan, the reason why these labels exist is because they're used to identify individuals. But if open thinkers like you are coming up and feel that there's no need for labels through constant communication and conversation, it will be that man over there or that gentleman over there or that lady over there as opposed to that white lady, that Asian lady. That's just a human being. That's just a human spirit. And there is no color. There's no, again, origin that has a lock on love Hmm. that has a lock on hate. See, how many black people were around? How many gay people were around? How many Latin people were around? How many Asian people were around when Hitler decided to impose his wrath on the German Jews? Not, not, not near one of us. But there were still distinguishing factors. Eyes are brown, hair is brown. But nobody tapped anyone on the shoulder to say, you know what, um... Hitler sure does look a lot like <laughs> yes. the people that he's killing. Yes. And nothing like the supreme beings that he's trying to uplift. This is the world in which we live. And when we become as human spirits, courageous enough to say, listen, that's not right. Then it's going to be another voice that comes in and says, that's not right. And another voice that says, that's not right. Just like they were Two voices that initially said, we want to be married despite the fact that we are both men. And everyone, or not everyone, but many people, they gasped. They thought that that could never be. What are you talking about? But if it weren't for those two individuals, today it wouldn't be allowed in many states. The Supreme Court wouldn't have passed it, but it started with dialogue. And you will never have any change unless you have the dialogue and the people that are courageous enough to take the ridicule from those that are not their bad people. They're just fearful. See, there were many people in talking to my mother and talking to Uncle Lois and talking to older folks that spoke about how when Martin Luther King was talking about equal rights for blacks and whites, that there were many black people that were afraid to say, keep it just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if that conversation was never had, we would be drinking out of a black water fountain and whites would drink out of white water fountain. But by the time we were born, I never saw a sign that said that. So if we work towards what we're talking about right now, perhaps our children or our children's children can live in a world where they don't know anything about the ridicule and the disdain and the separation between someone who was a homosexual and not. Because when we grew up, if you call somebody a faggy, that was okay. 
baby, because there was a lot. Because that just meant you were gay. Yes. But now there's a level of sensitivity that people are understanding like, no, that's not okay. But that only transpired because there were people courageous enough to say, listen, why I got to be a faggy? You don't want to be a nigger because you're black. Why are you a nigger because you're black? Why? And then you say, well, that makes sense. I'm not a nigger. I'm a Negro. And some would say, well, no, I'm not a Negro. I'm an African-American. And my hypothesis is some ignorant slave trader went to Niger Come on, now. and didn't know that Niger was pronounced Niger, and he called them the niggers. Okay, see now we've <laughs> That's been just mad. My hypothesis. We've been mad all this goddamn time. And it was an innocent mistake. It makes sense because where does the shit come from? Right. They went to N I G E R, and and we need to understand something too. The ones that came over was the bottom of the barrel. The ones that came over were the criminals. The ones that came over were the ones they said, get y'all asses the fuck up out of here. Now, wherever y'all want to go start some new shit, go start it. But y'all have been destructive as hell over here. So they started New they, England, come on, New Jersey, New, York. New Hampshire, mm. and the whole nine. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. When you were looking at... The terminology WAP, which is supposed to be a very negative term. Come to find out WAP meant without papers because the Italians did not come with papers. So the stamp that they were given said WOP, which means without papers. So if individuals understood that that meant without papers. What's bad about that? They didn't have papers, but now it was turned into something that was extremely negative. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where we as people, if we use our brains to stop trying to find a way to denigrate others and find a way to uplift one another, again, what type of world does this become? You know, Daddy, I had a gay boyfriend. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> when I was in the 10th grade, after I left Randallstown High School, when I first met Sydney, I went to another high school, in a city high school called Emerson High School. And my boyfriend was Kevin. And even in the 10th grade, I knew that, I knew that Kevin was gay. However, he was so much fun. And he was so sweet and kind, and he didn't want anyone else to know. Like, he never came out and said, Monique, I'm gay, until we were grown, you know. But even as kids, there was a guy that was his friend, Mm -hmm. and he was always with us. I don't care what we did, where we went. Now, at that time, I don't know to call me a cover. I just know that this is his friend, friend. and he's going to hang out with us. The day I knew some shit was wrong with this relationship, (laughs) because we all work together, right? (laughs) His mother got us all a job at Holster Cones, baby. Get it. I was 15 years old getting that check. You don't even understand. So one night we had to do inventory because there was going to be a big sale the next day, right? Mm -hmm. So me and the friend get into an argument, right? Now, I'm right about what we arguing about. And I don't give a damn if I was wrong. I'm right because I'm your girlfriend. That's okay? what it is. Out of nowhere, Kevin turned around and said, Monique, shut up. 
I was like, this is what that shit is. Now you're going to tell me to shut up? I'm your girlfriend. That's just your friend. No, that's that, my boyfriend. Yes. But even then, I wasn't tore up about it because I saw the abuse that he went through. Right. Like, I saw how... Now, his mother, when I tell you that woman is a glass of pure sweet tea, just when she walk in the room, you just want to sip her. She's so sweet. Mm -hmm. But his father, his father will go out of his way to be cruel, Mm -hmm. just in how he spoke to him, just in how he looked at him. Like, he could tell his father despised him. Mm -hmm. And... If you only got to know him, you would know you had a beautiful son. Right. Like Kevin was this, and I say was because he's no longer with us, because he got reckless. Mm-hmm. And, and when he did finally come out, he became very reckless. And it was whatever guy, whoever, 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 just looking for love, just looking to be, wanting to be held and needed. And he eventually got AIDS. And I remember going to... Mrs. Pride's house, because at that point, they said there was nothing else they could do, right? And he was home in a hospital bed in the dining room. And you would always go through the back door, like they, they, you would park in the alley and go in the house. And I went in the house, and she got to me before I could go any further, and she said, he's not going to know who you are. You know, um, this is the final stages. When I walked around that corner in that dining room, he said, hey, Monique. I said, hey, Kevin. And we just laughed and talked, but I felt so bad because I'm like, you just never had a chance. Mm-hmm. You never had a chance for somebody to say, it's okay. And and though we were really good friends, I was, I think I was too young to say, man, fuck your father. Even though I would get smart with his father too, because <laughs> I saw, well, he, okay, and that may have been disrespectful, but yes, I would get yes, smart yes, with him. Because yes, yes. I saw how he treated Kevin. Mm-hmm. So when he would say, is your mother coming to get you? Why do you want to know that? That's what I would say. Right. He, he could have ran your ass out of his house. <laughs> he could have. Right. But he was treating my friend bad. So I think that this show is important because there are still babies out there that are walking in this. There are still people out there that are dealing with, how come I just can't be free to be who I am? Right. And then you go to the church. And not all, because that's unfair. There are some churches that will make you feel like you are condemned to hell because you are Mm -hmm. a gay person. Mm -hmm. They'll let you be the choir director. They'll let you be the usher. They'll let you be the pastor. But we're just not going to talk about it out loud. Don't talk about it. So imagine a baby sitting there listening to your sermon, knowing how they're feeling on the inside, but they can't say nothing because it's this hidden secret and the elephant's in the room, so I got to grow up in that. Y'all, I think that is unfair. And a lot of it, again, has to do with people's thinking of because you're black or of African-American descent, especially in our community, that that's a strike against you. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to have the unmitigated goal to put another strike against yourself Mm. by being gay as if you had a choice. Because the reality is they say most Children know by the age of five that their feelings about the opposite sex or the same sex, what they are. I mean, I remember being in first grade, at least knowing, if not kindergarten, knowing I likes women. Listen, not girls. Okay. I likes women. He pumping, pumping. Listen, 
I didn't have a crush on Thelma no. from Good Times. I like Rolona, okay? Rolona, if you call her. Okay, Rolona. I thought it was Rolona. Y'all, when he told me that, I'm like, you like Rolona? Though Rolona was very sexy. She you was. Know, she was she, all that. I liked her because she was confident. She was strong. And she didn't seem to be the type of person that if she decided on you, she liked you. You wasn't tricking her into the coochie. Only the years later. Come on. Only the years later, meet. What's the name for real? Janet Dubois. That's right. Dubois. Okay. Okay, it's now you trying to boast. But are you going to try to do that? Shit, you you try to call Dubois. Then it's, it's Dubois. It's Dubois. Okay. It's Dubois. Only to see her years later. On the red carpet, I believe, was it for Blackbird? It was on the red carpet for, for Blackbird. Blackbird, for our movie, at the Pan-African yes. Film Festival. And yes. she looks to me and she says, I don't know what you're doing. Well, she looks at Monique and says, I don't know what you're doing, but keep on loving her the way you are. Yes. And I thought to myself, if I had met you years <laughs> earlier, I would have loved you. Okay? <laughs> would you still? Well, listen, <laughs> I love you, <laughs> and I'm going to have to love her from afar. But just the thought of yes. somebody who you thought back in the day yes. was to cast me out. And, 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 and not to get off subject, but real quick, when you get validation like that from an old school player, when you get validation like that from a real sister, when you get validation like that from a woman who done lived life and then seen some shit and then been around some corners and up and downs, when you get a sister like that to say, hey, baby, I don't know what you're doing to my girl, but whatever you're doing, you keep on doing it. That shit, it, 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 it solidifies it for me. When my grandmother says to me, when my grandmother says to me, you know what, baby, if I was 70 years younger, I will give you a run for your money. <laughs> I'm like, Mimi, what kind of shit are you saying to me? But that lets me know I have what's right and I have what's good. And when we start doing shows like this and when I see, as we talk about the show, as we were standing in our closet and we begin to talk about it and I see my, eye, my husband's eyes fill up and he says, you know what, Mama, I just want to make sure people loving each other. And we're being loved in a way that we can just be happy. Because I done been behind the curtain with y'all. I, I done been behind the curtain with some of the biggest names out there. And I'm not judging nobody. But I done been behind the curtain with some of the biggest religious leaders. I done been behind the curtain with some of the biggest talk show hosts. I done been behind the curtain with some of the biggest you name it. I done been behind the curtain. And again, I'm not judging nobody. But being behind that curtain, what I saw that they were was simply entertainers. Because they wasn't walking in what they were saying. And again, I can't judge it. But I just knew I can't let that feed my soul. Because as I watch you when the curtain closed, you're not who you say you are. But this man right here, when I see him say, I just want people to feel good. I just want people to be happy. I just want people to be free. That's why I said I couldn't wait for us to do this show. Because the conversations he's had with me in that closet has given me a different view and it's given me a different perception on things and it's opened me up in ways that I never thought I could be open up. I'm I'm I never thought I could forgive some of the shit that I had to forgive. I never thought that. So really at the end of it it's almost like if we can give that opportunity to folks who happen to be gay. 
just by simply saying not the word we've got to learn how to tolerate people. Right. Tolerate. That's like your neighbor downstairs is playing music too loud. And because they thug fizzle and shady slam, Come on. you tolerate them because you know they'll shoot up you <laughs> and the gym. Okay? You better rhyme it, though. I'm going to rhyme it. They don't want keep it tight. They don't want me and you to go Shit. in the cypher. So it's one of those things. Stop trying to tolerate folks because that's, that's almost like, what, what is that? Learn how to accept folks for who they are and watch what happens in terms of people trying to accept you for who you are because everybody knows what it is not to be accepted for whatever reason. I talked to a guy when we were in a comedy writing class who was Jewish. He said, do you want to know some of the most anti-Semitic people that I've ever met in my life? I said, who? He said, Jews. I was like, wow. Do you want to know some of the most discriminatory people against black people that I've ever met? Who? Black people. Mm. So what we find is it's not about the color of the individuals. It is about the spirit that is in the individuals. And the only way you're going to find out who and what someone is about is getting to know them, not judging them from the outside inward but judging them from the inside out. And when you start appreciating folks, your level of judgment becomes a bit more reserved and we stop making it heavy. In the words of one of the cats that I used to play ball with, we call him Big Rat. He said, keep it light, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we got to learn how to do. Stop making things so heavy and keep it light. And as he says those words... I have to absorb that, too. As he says those words, I have to absorb that, too, because sometimes I can make it heavy. We can because we think we're important. We use our ego. What does ego stand for? Expectations gone overboard. Overboard. Yes. Hmm. Our expectations go overboard in reference to ourselves, and we think we're so important, and Hmm. we fail to realize we all have an expiration date. So as special as we believe ourselves to be, this is going to make you real special. Live forever. Ever. Okay. I ain't met that bitch yet. I ain't met that cat yet. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to meet a bitch 300 because then I'm nervous. I'm like, bitch, how did you say you were? 300. No, sugar. I don't want to do this because then everybody I know is gone. I'm goddamn 300. Okay? And then all the people I know, shit is over with. Shit is over with. Who wants to be there? I don't know. So... As Sid is saying, start treating everybody like you want to be treated. That's it. Start treating people just like you want to be treated. And let me say this, too. If y'all think this is the podcast that we're going to talk about other folks, and we're talking about red bottoms and the best pocketbook, and we don't know none of that shit. Okay? We don't know nobody else's <laughs> business. That ain't our shit. Ain't red it. bottoms, what I can tell you, they'll give your feet red bottoms. I wore them goddamn shoes one time. I swear <laughs> for God, it made me grow another toe. That's why I said another I will toe. never wear this bullshit again. That's it. But this is that show where we want us to just become better. Brother James, we'll be looking like on time. Okay, y'all. Hey. We, yeah, Paula told me what time women, baby. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, they talking amongst themselves, and this is the best, baby. Y'all don't talk trash when she's commenting. 
I, it's yeah, it be good women. It's so sad that people are still judging in 2016. There is there is no bigger sin, and and then another sin in the eyes of God. I'm just reading what they're doing on Periscope right now. No, right. It's like if we all know that, why do we continue to do it? But tell them what you're saying, because you said it like I don't know if they got to say, but they said it. Say it again. Well, what they're saying is one sin is no different than the other sin. Mm -hmm. And if we know that, then why do we continue to place one sin higher than the other? If we know that, if we know that the judge is a sin, is is y'all are saying to be gay is a sin. At one time to be black was a sin. Like all the shit was a sin. Oh, you know how it is. But it's like folks that you know from around the way. Listen. He smoke crack and do that black heroin. I don't do that. I may smoke crack sometime, but I don't do the black heroin. See, I don't do that. And then he be stealing from his mother. I take some of my father sometime. I steal from him because he has his pension and everything coming in. But I don't never steal from my mother. So you're going to separate yourself. You still stealing. Come on. You still using drugs, man. Come on. Why are you better than him? Because I told you I don't steal to get high. I get high and then I steal. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because that dope make get that stealing thing going that on. That dope Come on. give you hope. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all something just real quick about that dope. My <laughs> Uncle Billy, <laughs> my Uncle Billy could build you a whole goddamn house if you got him a bag of dope. A bag. A bag of dope, baby. Do y'all hear me? Okay, listen. Don't, don't mumble. Right, what you say, Rob? What you say? Nope. Because I'm telling y'all, listen. family members who will move a whole house. After they got it on. A, a bag, bag of dope. dope. That's it. Yes, my, that's another star. One time I wanted to get the sunroom fixed on this house I uh -oh. was living in. Uh -oh. And my Uncle Billy said to me, shit, you ain't got to call nobody to do that shit, Monique. Listen, listen. I'm going to come up the house about 6 o'clock in the morning, right? Have me a little bag of dope so I can get out the gate. And I was like, oh, Billy, I can't get a bag of dope. Where like, am I going to get a bag of dope from? Give me the money and I get the dope and I come right there. And finish it. And finish the job. <laughs> so, and But the more the story is you can't give him the money because he won't come do the job the next day because he hired up. Okay? With a one-night love affair. We done been there. And done that. <laughs> so, again, babies. <laughs> with this show, with this show, because we've had family members family. that we've given them money to. And I've said to you, he did. I've said to you, he did. listen, he did. before you get the furniture, Shit. do not give him money he before did. you get the furniture. That's what he said. For if you get the furniture, for if you give the money, you will not get the furniture. He did. I said to you, Monique. Don't do Did it. you give him the money? Yes, because he said he needed it. Okay, then, except you will not get the furniture. Did you get the furniture? I still haven't got that goddamn furniture, Daddy. We'll not late. get the furniture. Got the furniture. So if you've learned nothing else about love, about peace, know this. Do not give a junkie the money <laughs> before you get the furniture. <laughs> Y'all, that was our show for, for today. And again, we want to thank each and every one of y'all for joining us and pass the word on. Pass the word on because we truly believe that this show can open hearts, open minds, and change your perspective just for a better walk in life, just for a better walk. Now, next week's show, what are we talking about, Daddy? Can you stay angry longer than you can stay happy? Shit. Can you stay angry 
longer than you can stay happy. Hmm. Y'all, this is when shit gets different because you talking to me. Are you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> mm, okay, because what y'all going to find out is sometimes I, sh- I show off. I don't be meaning to do it, right? I don't be meaning to do it. But then when I come back from being a show off and I say, what are we going to talk about? On the show, he said, can you stay angry longer than you can stay happy? So I'm excited about it because I know I'm going to take something away from it that is going to make me better. Where did they tune into today? They tuned into today at play.it. Play.it. Tune into Play.it Monday, and you'll hear the show in its entirety. For all of our babies on Periscope, we want to thank you all for joining us and having your comments and saying what you're feeling. And also, um, next month, February 5th and 6th, I will be at the Addison Improv in uh, Dallas, Texas. And February the um, 26th and 27th, I will be at the Houston Improv. Um, Yeah. And this is what I was trying to get out to you. Thank you for tuning in to Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And remember, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.